0: hey welcome to this week's boot camp for your soul we are your soul gym sisters i'm jody and i'm crystal we have spent decades in the health and fitness industry training people to lose weight get in shape and prepare for competition but we have found that lasting transformation begins on the inside and works its way out That is so true. So each week we take on a flabby
1: thought, prescribe a practical, fun, and inspirational workout to develop mental muscle so that you can feel strong, live healthy, and fulfill God's audacious plan for your life. Hey, so let's get started.
0: hey welcome to
1: the soul gym everyone
0: Mm, happy valentine's day oh yeah happy my lovely
1: day so just like last week you know where we're going yes we uh we are taking on a lovely topic so here's how we're gonna open all right see see how this strikes a chord with you it only takes one person to build a thriving marriage or relationship (gasps) Mmm. Well, and we understand why that response is there because our entire lives by, you know, every well-meaning marriage counselor out there that it takes two to tango. But today we want you to really focus on you, you and not your spouse and not what they should be doing or any relationship that you're thinking about today. So as we talk about love today. Here's our question for you. Uh, Can you keep someone from leaving a relationship? Well, the answer is no. But can you make it a whole lot more difficult for someone to leave? Yes. So what do all successful marriages, all successful relationships have in common? What is that thing? True love. And when we're talking about true love, we're talking about unselfish thinking. Have you ever seen, Jody? have you ever seen a thriving, I mean, enviable relationship that was built on a self-centered egomaniac?
0: No. Not happening. No, I
1: haven't. That is not, (laughs) those relationships may exist. I'm sure many of them exist, Mm -hmm. but to have a thriving healthy, enjoyable, fun relationship, Mm -hmm. it's going to take true love.
0: God intended marriage to be heaven on earth. You know, I I have to believe that God did not set up marriages to be hell on earth, where you're fighting and you're angry and there's this power struggle going on. And Crystal and I talk about it all the time. You know, these two o'clock in the morning's discussions on how you haven't uh, done this. Open
1: communication <laughs> is open. another one.
0: <laughs> we're going to discuss yes. open communication. God did not intend for that in, in any kind of relationship. He meant for it to be loving and good and heaven on earth. But we're going to talk, first of all, about the... The leech
1: yeah.
0: relationship. You're, you're either a leecher
1: or a lover. <laughs> yes,
0: you are a parasite. Yeah. Sucking am, the life I out of your relationship. <laughs> or you are adding to the relationship. Mm-hmm. You're edifying, you're building up. And so there is actually a scripture about this. And it's we're, so gross. It's I love it. It's so funny. I don't know his, if anyone is not. Well, people have heard it, but it is a very unique Scripture found in Proverbs 30, verse 15. Now, listen here. Now, think about relationships. The horse leech has two daughters crying, give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Yes, four things say not, it is enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that says, it is enough, or not, it is enough. So the idea here, the horse leech has two daughters. And then he
1: talks about the horse leech a big one. It's a, it's a big, big one. Sucking. So
0: it obviously has two suckers. Yeah. It's not just a one sucker. Right. It's a two sucker that says give, give. Now these scriptures are in the Bible to teach us. Now I believe it is talking about people here, things that are never satisfied. Do you know people, yeah. or are you a person who says give, give? More, more, it's not enough. It's not enough. So if you're in a relationship or you are that person, we're gonna discuss (laughs) being a parasite and how to stop.
1: I mean, isn't it true those people you just never make happy? Never make happy. They will never, ever, ever be satisfied. And so it really takes one person to change a relationship. So we're we're talking. Try to focus on you and 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 how you respond in a relationship. So you're either a lecher or you're a lover. Yeah.
0: All relationships fall into two categories. Mm-hmm. They are either parasitic or they are life giving, loving, exhorting relationships. Now, which relationship do you fall under? Right.
1: And so we're gonna set the foundation with. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, and you've heard it, and Jody and I were talking, we've heard it, we can have it memorized, Mm -hmm. but how many of us have learned to practice it? I mean, have actually applied this to our relationships, so here it is, love is patient, already shuddering, I can feel it, love is kind, it does not envy, boast, it is not proud, it is not record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Oh my word. Love never fails. So I guess it's safe to say if we've had a failure in our life, it has been a love failure. I mean, it's just as plain as the nose on my face that if I'm blowing it, if my relationships are blowing up, if I can't keep a good relationship, if I'm always in strife and just nobody wants to be around me, I'm probably giving off a wrong vibe. And so let's break this down. So love is patient. I mean, I know... Many people who struggle with patience Patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate a delay, trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. And we talk about just even being stuck in traffic and the impatience, but the impatience we might have with our spouse, you know, who's coming home late, or, you know, we're just completely irritated. You have to practice patience in order for patience to get good. And so gauge yourself in each of these areas. Is it patience that you need to work on? Does your love need to be ramped up in the patience area? Love is kind. Um, Kindness just means doing thoughtful deeds. We're just talking about your daughter, Jodi, mm-hmm. and what she did. Well, first of all, she said she listened to like four <laughs> hours of Keith Moore on Love and was just. Listen. Yeah, I know it. She just spent all this time listening mm-hmm.
0: and growing this skill set. And. Mm-hmm. See, you. You've got to make deposits of love into you. And, And that's what she said. She was at work and she was in the back, you know, busy putting stuff away and you can listen to music, you can listen to podcasts, whatever. So she decided to listen to Keith Moore on God is Love. And she said, I got so full of love that I just wanted to give <laughs> to so everyone cool. around me. So she's buying all these Valentines and all this stuff. And I just thought, how interesting. If you are depleted, you know, if you aren't getting a regular dose of the love of God, of the one who is love. Again, it goes back to last week. You don't have anything to give. Right. So you've got to get full of the love of Jesus in order to be able to give it away.
1: Right. And so love does not envy. We've got patience, kindness. Love does not envy, meaning desiring something you don't have. We can be envious of our spouse. We can be envious of our coworker. We can be envious. And then we wonder why these relationships aren't working. We, we can want what they have, something that we don't have, but love rejoices in what that other person has. Love rejoices in their good fortune. And so gauge yourself there. Are you an envious person? Love does not boast. I mean, so speaking with exaggeration, a a braggart, focusing on yourself and your accomplishments, you know, kind of one upping the other, (laughs) the other person. And we can do that Mm -hmm. in all kinds of relationships. Mm -hmm. We can do it with our neighbors. We can do it with our spouse. You know, they come home and something good has happened Mm -hmm. and we've got to... One of them was something that yeah. that also happened to us.
0: You got a $5 raise. Oh, well, I had, I got a $10 <laughs> Ex- exa- raise. <laughs> exactly.
1: And so love doesn't boast. It's not sitting there bragging. Love is not proud or self-important. Oh man. You know it. Pride comes before a fall. I pride. I think that's it. I mean, that is at the heart of all sin. And you know, upset that someone hasn't done something. How dare you not do that for me? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know what I've done in this relationship? But love is not proud. Love is not rude, meaning deliberately discourteous. Boy, this is a rude world Mm -hmm. we are in. People are purposely rude and discourteous. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about looking at Twitter and... uh, Oh, Mm -hmm. the blatant disregard and just
0: rudeness. I I can't live like that. Uh, And if you... Engage in that, yeah. you know. And I, I, have a lot of friends on Facebook and Twitter who are in this constant political battle and and cultural battle. And if you have a steady diet of rude, and then the TV and the music, it, it's just a disregard right. for humanity and and people's dignity. I mean, they people just want to cut you off at the knees at any chance they can get. And if that's all you're reading and looking at and listening to, you're going to become a very rude, crude human being.
1: And I mean, take this as it is. Uh, We were just listening to Joel Osteen and he says he flat out has never read a negative article about himself oh my! Goodness. I mean he said even an article he started to read a while back and he he could see it was going he's like nope not gonna do it now you can say man the guy lives with his head in the sand go for it uh-huh. he, he refuses to let that get into his spirit yeah you, you guys know what happens you can see 50 positive comments and then somebody you know tears into you what does that do uh-huh. I mean, you you obsess about it. They get into your head. Mm -hmm. And now... I mean, and then they've gone off and, and they're not even thinking about you. And then we're supposed to have these loving relationships. No way.
0: Well, Crystal and I saw Joel Osteen a few weeks back. And I am telling you, if if you have not seen this man in person, we're about, what, 50 feet away from him, 100 feet away from him. And the man, whatever you believe about his doctrine right. or his theology doesn't matter. This man is the happiest oozes the goodness and the love of God. I mean, just there is a... A glow about him. He, he literally looks like he's floating off the ground because he's smiling 100% of the time, full of love, full of goodness. And I went, huh, I what he's doing right. must be working. Right. So I thought, yeah, this man never engages in the negative, you know, articles about him. I wonder if there is something to that.
1: <laughs> right. And then our pastor put him on the spot and told you know the entire congregation and the the world watching that uh, that they had paid for their own flights Damn. they had paid for their own room they came just to do uh, something good for our pastor I mean love is not self seeking <laughs> these people are there to promote and to just pour value into others it's it's true whatever you think about is theology we didn't set out to really talk about Joel Osteen yeah. but He is an an incredible example of walking in the love of God. And I think it's because he doesn't let those things get in him. He just refuses to let that negative yuck get in Mm -hmm. him. And so there there is definitely a side note there. Um, Love is not easily angered. It doesn't say love doesn't get angry. It's not easily angered. And when you're kind of looking that up, one of the words is snappish you know, an irritable. Do you know people like that? Oh, Where they yes. just, just always snapping. Yes. Just, there's that rudeness. It's at the surface. Yeah. It's, just, just say something. Yeah. Just say something. They're just <laughs> bubbling with irritation. Uh-huh. Boy, um, not going to be a fun person uh-huh. to be around. It's going to be really difficult in a relationship. And so love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrong. Yikes. Oh man.
0: I have some records. Oh
1: man. <laughs> And this, and we were we were going through this scripture before we came on, and and you know what? You're just probably stronger in certain uh-huh. areas. You're going. I don't boast. I'm not a braggart. I I'm not this. I, and then all of a sudden, you'll come up against one, and you're like, I oh, went. Oop! That's me. Oh man! I got a dagger in my back because we can keep when when we've mm-hmm. been hurt, when you've been hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might not even think you're doing it, but psychologists call it. I mean, if you really struggle with this. Psychologists call it um, like um, injustice collectors, you know, and you can get so far into this that you can start to number them and name them and, and, and and, and I don't do that. I I know now you're starting to get like, Ooh, this is, this is scary. Some people remember every single slight and offense. They write them down and they think about them and that can turn into a vicious, vicious cycle of bitterness all the way to murder. Wow. What a life. What What a life. And so we're saying, let them go. Wow. let go of those wrongs and offense and but boy i get that one mm-hmm. i definitely do love does not delight in evil okay i was reading an article and there's this german word sorry i'm I probably schadenfrode. whatever schadenfrode. <laughs> i think it shouldn't food <laughs> <laughs> it's this german word and it, it describes our malicious enjoyment of the mishaps or misfortunes of others. I mean, it's built right into our culture. It's built into competition to, you know, kind of like destroy or when somebody um, who, let's say you've kept a record of wrong, when you see their demise, we get a, a feeling of schadenfreude. <laughs> I mean, we get this, this enjoyment. Now, love doesn't. Love does not. I mean, it says That love rejoices in the truth. When love shows up, we hurt when someone else hurts. Love says we pray for our enemies. You know what? That boggles the mind. What what true love really is. And then we wonder why our relationships are just broken and flimsy and surface. I mean, to talk about what real true love is. Um, Okay. Now you start to get to this always. Love always protects. Not always. And so the Latin for that means to cover over or walk in front of. How many times do we out people's mistakes? All the time. We'll either gossip and tell someone. We'll give the
0: stink eye that shows, you know, how disappointed we are in their mistake. Well, the the thing is, I'm sitting here thinking, now, why do you protect If you love someone and you hear about something that they're involved in, they shouldn't be doing, and if you truly care about that person... And you have an opportunity to expose them. You don't want to because you don't want their reputation ruined. If I tell you something about someone else, your opinion of that person that, that is going is. to lower yeah. your respect, your your attitude. If you come in contact with them, more than likely you're going to treat them differently. Yep. So that is why... If you do love someone, you'll want to protect because you don't want anyone thinking bad of them. Do you notice how parents really protect their kids? I mean, I've seen cold-blooded murders on TV and the moms there going, but he's a great boy. He's just killed three people. But you know, parents have a tendency to protect the reputation of their kids. They don't want Anyone thinking bad of them, you know, do we do that to our for our friends or families or coworkers? Wow. I mean, if if somebody's really in trouble,
1: we don't tell other people, you know, we intervene with them yeah. that that's how we also go in front of, if somebody's going off the rails here, we, we stand in front so that they don't dive o- over the cliff, yeah. but we don't tell other people. And that's, that is exactly wh- what, what can happen. Okay. So love always hopes anticipates the best is just looking out with eager anticipation about that person, what that person can do, hoping for good things for them. Okay. We're getting to the close of this scripture. Last couple of things. Love always perseveres. Love doesn't quit no matter what. Persistence to love happens in the toughest of times love lasts. It's, it's just built in love lasts. God is love that love lasts. And this is how it finishes. Love never fails. We just kind of opened up with, so if we're blowing it, if our relationships are failing, if our businesses are failing, if things are failing around us, I think we can go back to, we are blowing it in the love area. Mm -hmm. You know, our businesses could be failing because we don't even love our customers. You know, we, we don't, we don't love with the, the love of God with our purveyors. Maybe we're jerks there. And it's always going to go back to how, how that love is playing out mm-hmm. in our life. Like you said, Jody, are, are we putting it into us? We cannot give away something we don't have. It's hard to be in a loving relationship when, when that love of God is just not in us because we were made for relationships. Now, listen to us. We're not saying if you are in a dangerous relationship to stay,
0: we're, we're not, Um, But can most relationships be saved? I think 95% of relationships can be saved. Right. I I think through example, through love, through you making the decision to be patient and kind and showing the example, most people are going to want to follow that. If you're in a marriage and you've decided we're going to make it and you become that example, 95% of the time, the other person wants to change. I believe there's about 5% who will absolutely refuse to change. They will be abusive. They will be a narcissist. They will be a jerk for the rest of their lives.
1: But that's what we're saying is you today... You decide to change whether your spouse does, whether your friends do, you've made a decision today. I mean, human love is fickle and love is not about what someone else can do for us. God gave one commandment. Yeah. Love, And if we would do that, okay, so you decide today, one person can change a relationship. You start to change, Jody. you just said it. It is an amazing thing when someone sees you start to yes. change. There is an overflow. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter. They're going, man, I was late again and she didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I, something is happening with her. It is freaky how that other person begins to change. Mm -hmm. they begin to want what you have so you know what if you've decided today to save your marriage to save your friendship to save whatever relationship you have and and it's worth saving it it might not happen tomorrow Mm -hmm. you you're gonna it's gonna go for a while I mean, it could take a week, it could take a month, it could take a year, and it doesn't matter what that other person does. Um, You are becoming more like Christ. You know what love does? Love heals a broken relationship. Love heals a broken heart. Uh, Love is a decision (laughs) um, today to decide. And how do we do that? What what do we do to grow these relationships?
0: I'm going to kind of go back to the beginning about the parasitic relationship. Um, You know, I've read books on marriage and I've heard a lot of teaching on marriage and articles on on marriage and relationships. And it always goes back to the number one reason for a failed marriage is communication. You know, a lack of communication, poor communication. And I'd have to disagree because I believe I communicated very well in my marriage. But you can communicate and communicate really, really poorly where you can ruin your, your marriage. For example, you can tell that person, you know what? I can't stand you. I can't stand the sight of you. I can't
1: stand the way you chew. <laughs> I can't
0: stand the way you smell. <laughs> I can't stand your face. That's very open. And that's very, very open, open. Very honest communication, very honest. isn't it? Now is and he's saying the same. And thing. And he says the same thing. I can't stand you either. I hate the way you smell. And every time I look at you, I want to. <laughs> I want to cringe. So have we communicated? You better believe Bet. we've communicated openly and honestly but our marriage is no better off. I say the number one reason for a, a relationship failure is selfishness. Right. I mean, I've heard it, you know, my parents used to counsel marriages all the time and I'd be down in the basement and I'd hear them and they would have the two people sitting on the couch and it always went like this. Well, he isn't doing this for me yep. and he won't do that for me. And he's, always doing that and he doesn't care about me and he doesn't love me and he's never there for me so what is that that's suck 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 Leech. leech give me give me give me and then they go to him so what seems to be the problem well she's never there for me she's always doing this to me she won't cook for me she won't clean for me i think she loves the kids more than me now have they communicated yep But what is that? Suck, suck, Mm -hmm. give me, give me, give me. Every marriage failure, every divorce is people not being able to get themselves off their mind. And when you've had years and years of of fighting and pain and hurt and give me, give me, you know, the Bible says, let me turn to this scripture. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Proverbs 28.3. See if this sounds familiar. Two people who are give me, give me, she won't, he won't. The Bible says this, a poor man that oppresses the poor is like a sweeping rain which leaves no food. So you've got one person who's got nothing they are bankrupt spiritually, emotionally, mentally, nothing to give. The other person is in the same way, bankrupt emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and they are taking from each other. Give me, give me, will you give me, give me? And the Bible says, After they're done with each other, which most, you know, a lot of relationships are, it's like a flood that's gone through a town. There's literally nothing left to give and it it ends the relationship. So, are you a sucker or are you a sower? So, I quickly, here's the key get your mind off yourself. We just went over the love chapter and how to do that, how to practice that you know you've got to start making investments into your spouse yes, that's how you do yeah, it yeah you you have to start putting kindness into them you have to start speaking to them in a loving way you have to start believing better about them you've got to stop get get your mind off yourself and what you need and get it onto your spouse get it onto other people and and everything will start to change mm-hmm.
1: I think one key, too, is put the phone down. Oh. If your spouse or your friend or whatever relationship you have in mind right now, I mean, if someone wants to talk or say something, there is a common courtesy to look at them. And I I think, we, I mean, just start there. Yeah. One little step. One uh, this takes practice. We were saying it we know this love scripture. Yeah. I mean, we grew up in the church. We've heard this 7,000 times, but how many of us actually use it as a guide, use it as a tool? I mean, God gave it to us for a reason. He mm-hmm. is flat out saying, this is what love is. Yep. And so you can, you can use it as your roadmap. I mean, begin to practice this very thing. We, we go to, and I, we're not, dogging on marriage counselors, but we're, we're going all all these places to get our answer. And God's going, I got it right here. Uh If you will begin to practice. And that's what we're saying. I mean, you've got to practice love. You've got to practice patience. You've got to practice these things. That's what you're talking about, Jody. by sowing into. There, yes. is, there is a principle that works no matter what. The law of sowing yep. and reaping. Mm-hmm. You sow and invest into these relationships. At some point, you, you can't help it. Yes. You will get, get some, a harvest will of get, love. That's right. Mm-hmm. It will come back to you. Like we said, it might not be tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. but if you don't give up, love never gives up. Never, never, never. If you don't give up, you can be guaranteed a harvest yep. of love is coming back to you. So there you have it. Are you are we a... Done? I think so. <laughs> I could go on. I know. Uh, are you a leecher or a lover? Are you a sucker? Or a sower. Or a sower. Man, I want to be a lover. Yep. I want to be a sower. Um, we were made for relationships and listen, if you've had a broken relationship, uh, boy, millions and millions yep. and millions. The divorce rate is, is a, still very, very high, but guess what? God can restore mm-hmm. you. God can bring you the coolest relationship, but prepare yes. if you're single right now, yes. hey, start practicing this mm-hmm. so that the, we, we don't take those same things into the next mm-hmm. relationship. Love
0: fixes everything. That's
1: right. Absolutely. Everything. everything. So, 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 into your relationships, invest into your relationships. We're saying you're our, our, our mental muscle challenge this week is practice. You get that uh, first Corinthians 13, four through eight, basically right there yep. and, and get it in front of you and pick one every day. I'm, I'm practicing. I'm practicing, you know, not being prideful. I'm practicing and just go through it, and 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 like we said, get love into you. Listen to, you know,
0: loving t- music, yeah, loving
1: music, loving
0: podcasts, right?
1: Get around loving uh, other loving yes. relationships, uh-huh. and so uh, you guys, we. Just want to say thank you so much for listening to the soul gym. We love we you. We love you. Uh, we would love to uh, hear from you. Send us a an email or you know tag us on social media with something loving (laughs) don't be don't be a hater out there uh continue to tell your friends again we appreciate everything um we will catch you next week at the soul gym where we whip flabby thinking into shape
0: and And develop develop mental mental muscle muscle.
1: Bye. bye